Hello and welcome to today's VJ Hemonk podcast. We are a global open access video journal bringing you the latest in hematological oncology. In this podcast, you will hear from leading experts who share some insights into the current status of CAR-T therapy in chronic lymphocytic leukemia. First, John Gribben discusses challenges that have been faced with developing efficacious CAR-T products for CLL and comments on the potential of combining CAR-T cells with ibrutinib to improve patient outcomes. The very first successful studies published from Carl June's group at UPenn on CAR-T were actually in CLL in 2011. And here we are 12 years later, and despite the success of those studies, we still got no approved product. Now, one of the major mechanisms why it's been difficult to do this in CLL is that CLL is very immunosuppressive. So we know from a lot of work from my lab and many other labs that CLL itself suppresses the T cells. So that when you obtain the T cells to make the CAR, those defective T cells land up being defective CARs. That has led to a whole variety of ways in which the CAR Ts have been slightly less successful in CLL than we'd like to see. So again, people have been exploring and I presented some preclinical work from my lab and I presented some preclinical work from UPenn and from Seattle in which people have been able to identify that the use of this agent ibrutinib, which of course we use to treat CLL, has an unexpected uh, benefit in CLL in that it improves the function of the T cells. And in both preclinical models and now in clinical trials, when we use uh, ibrutinib, or now potentially other BTK inhibitors, at the time we're looking to collect the T cells to make the CARs, that appears to enhance the function of the CAR cells. And a large study which is being performed using the LisaCell product, which is approved for non-Hodgkin's lymphoma, but which has been explored in CLL, the latest iteration of that is using ibrutinib in combination with the LisaCell product. And our expectation is the licensing indication will probably be to use a BTK inhibitor plus uh, using the CAR T cells. Now, of course, we BTK inhibitors have revolutionized the treatment of CLL. And of course, we know very well about what it does to the CLL. And I think many people think that the, the ibrutinib works just by removing the CLL cells and therefore the T cells recover. But it's very clear that it has, it has a, an effect on the T cells to enhance its activity. And a benefit seems to be that you enhance the activity of the CAR product without increasing the toxicity. And a large problem has been that many agents that we use to try to improve the way that a CAR T cell work also work to increase not just the efficacy, but also increase the toxicity. And ibrutinib certainly doesn't seem to do that. And we're doing a lot of work trying to understand the mechanism whereby this happens. Now, what's this going to mean in the future? So, of course, a patient may well have had ibrutinib in the past, and the sorts of patients who are going to be eligible for CAR T are people who failed that therapy. But it does appear as if you would be able to give ibrutinib even to a patient whose CLL is resistant to ibrutinib, but still see an immunomodulatory effect. But that, of course, is being explored in trials. And we're very hopeful that the company will be filing for licensing approval in CLL in the near future so that we have a product in our hands to be able to offer to our patients. Next, you will hear from Marco Ruella, who comments on the slower development of CAR-T therapy in CLL and future outlooks. 
It's interesting that uh, CAR T-cell therapy was initially developed in uh, CLL among the first patients, actually they were CLL patients, but uh, over the years the development of CAR T-cell for CLL has sort of been slowing down as compared to the pace of the development in lymphoma or in acute lymphoblastic leukemia. So we're a little bit behind with the development of CAR T-cell for CLL. Um, we have a few trials that have been published that have shown effect of CAR T-cells in, in CLL, so they, they are certainly efficacious. However, the complete response rate, uh, which is very important for um, prolonged outcomes, is sort of lower as compared to the other diseases. And so, um, obviously that has sort of um, slowed down the interest of pharmaceutical companies for the development of CAR in, in CLL. And at the same time, obviously, there are very active agents for CLL like abrutinib and benetoclax that, of course, work for many patients. And also, that's another reason why CAR T-cell have really not taken um, the, the stage, the lead stage uh, for, for CLL. However, I think that the um, the field is sort of changing and step-by-step uh, um, step, CAR T-cell will take a role in, in, in CLL, especially for patients that have high risk and um, are young and so, you know, they're looking for something that can potentially cure them. Lastly, Adam Kitai discusses recent advances in CAR T therapy for CLL and Richter's transformation and ongoing trials in this space. Classically, the first cellular therapies that were used were actually used in CLL, and we actually saw some nice articles written recently about these three patients who received CAR-T for their CLL uh, back about 10 years ago. Um, unfortunately, uh, the use of CAR-T for CLL um, hadn't really panned out over the last 10 years, where we were seeing some uh, just not great overall response rates for patients with CLL. It's likely due to CLL-induced immune dysfunction. Um, specifically for T-cells, we see a lot of um, exhaustive exhaustion markers for T-cells in patients um, who have CLL. Um, but there has been some recent breakthroughs. Uh, for one, there's the Transcend study, which looked at the CAR-T product Lysocell, um, and it used Lysocell as a monotherapy, plus Lysocell plus Ibrutinib. Um, and in recent studies, there has been shown that patients who are treated with Ibrutinib, the BTK inhibitor, um, there's some reversal in that T-cell exhaustion, um, leading to improved um, CAR-T cells, um, CAR-T expansion, and potentially a decrease in side effects induced by CAR-T. So that um, is a we're excited to see how Lysocell does for patients with CLL. Um, there is a trial that's currently open with BMS that's using the anti-ROR1 CAR-T, which we're looking forward to seeing as well. Um, and there's some various other trials um, throughout the country. There's one at OSU that's combining the anti-CD19, 20, and 22 CAR-T for CLL, amongst other uh, lymphomas and B-cell malignancies. So I think that the story around CAR-T for CLL is still to be told, um, but there is uh, some development um, and we're looking forward to see how Lysocell does um, moving forward. In terms of Richter's transformation, um, we at OSU published our data of our nine patients who received CAR T-cell therapy for Richter's transformation. Um, the majority of these patients had received concurrent BTK inhibitor, um, usually Ibrutinib, and there was a couple of acalabrutinibs there as well. Um, and we are now uh, looking to publish our long-term findings of 14 patients treated with Axacel, and we are excited to say that it still looks like it works. Um, but really, that's retrospective data. This is really selected patients who were able to get CAR T. They're 
needs to be prospective um, trials run for patients with Richter's transformation. Um, there is uh, now uh, two trials that I know of that are available for patients, or well, one that's in the pipeline, um, one that's um, being opened. One is going to be the Brexacel product um, through Kite um, that includes, uh, it's a basket trial for rare diseases that includes Richter's transformation, hairy cell leukemia, um, Burkitt's lymphoma. And then um, I have an investigator initiated trial that's going to combine Xanabrutinib plus Lysacel for CAR T for, for Richter's transformation as well. So I think that um, the availability of cellular therapies uh, for Richter's transformation um, is coming, and uh, we are excited to see where this story goes as well. Thank you so much for listening to today's podcast. We hope you enjoyed. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at VJHemonk and subscribe to VJHemonk Podcasts on Spotify, Apple, and Podbean. Until next time.